Welcome to Soul Inspired Leadership's latest podcast. And today, in a return, in a, in a return bout, no, just kidding. But in, in, uh, I'm uh, happy to say that um, Dr. Adam Harrison's back with me today. Um, and since our last one, Adam and I have had a few chats and we, we see a lot of things in a similar way. So that's why I wanted him to come back on because we we're having a chat about a couple of things on leadership that I think we're talking about today. So just a bit about Adam again. Adam uh, is a family doctor, medical educator, qualified lawyer, and ex-medical director, and now certified life leadership and executive coach, who, who because of his personal experience, specialises in life, career, and leadership coaching and mentoring doctors of all ages, grades, and specialities. And how did that really come about? Adam could see both in his role as, um, as a medical director, as well as when he is in a role of, of a doctor, et cetera. Um, he could see just the stress people put themselves under within the, in, the health, in the health industry and the pressures they get put under. And that's quite prevalent in the last two years, as we all know. But a lot of that, um, which actually brought up the title of our last, or the subject of our last podcast, which was um, stress is no excuse for bad behaviour. And that is true. So we just want to expand on that and keep going a bit for just for some of the things that we've been talking about over the time. But, um, and as a doctor and ex-medical leader, uh, Adam's experience, as I said, firsthand, the consequences of working with poorly led environments, et cetera, et cetera. So I need to say that, but, he, but the moment he's now has this passion for the coaching and particularly coaching in the medical, within the medical profession, be it doctors, dentists, etc., and just the pressure they're put under, because he relates to that, and um, and it's it's so important that you can relate to the people you're coaching. So, without any further ado, I'll say welcome, Adam, and um, to Solons to, to our latest podcast, the Solons Five Leadership. Hi, Ross. Uh, thanks for having me back for that return bout that you <laughs> talked about. There'll be no fisticuffs. No, no fisticuffs. No, we <laughs> I just, know you, you, we you just beat talk me, a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> I could outrun you. No, I probably couldn't even outrun you. You're bloody half made just about. So I'll be in my dreams. I could outrun I, you. I don't feel it this morning, but anyway. <laughs> it's all, it's yeah, all that's right. Thanks for having but, me. That's right. And like some of the things we're talking about is that the fact that. Um, you're talking about a quote, and I'll get you to quote that in a minute. Just mm. that's it, it's just strange that all the best leaders tend to believe, tend to say and believe that they can always get better. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not as though I've reached the, my final optimum of leadership skills. It's the good leaders who can always believe they can better, always seeking to improve, always seeking to learn from others. Yeah, and that's um, to me, it's so critical, uh, and it's just. And there again, it's exemplified by the fact that of all the good leaders I've coached, that certainly yeah. uh, is certainly their opinion. That's why I'm coaching them. Yeah, like I've done. A lot, I do a lot of remedial coaching, but it's not 100. percent Like yeah. I have a lot of people who are very good at what they do, but they always, but they always recognise I can always improve somewhere. So yeah. without, so if you just want to, if you got that quote there somewhere, Adam, I yeah, I do. Because I just think it's it says a lot about being a good leader yeah yeah absolutely yeah no we we talked about this um and uh just to kind of reiterate what you said um i think any any leader that thinks they're the the finished article or that they're perfect 
um, they're probably suffering from a bit of a, a fixed mindset uh, yeah. issue there. Um, but yeah, the quote that we were talking about when we were having a, a general chat recently was by uh, Dr. Jim Kim. And it's a really, really brief uh, sort of one minute, 40 second snippet of an interview mm. of him with uh, Marshall Goldsmith, uh, the famous uh, coach, executive coach in the mm. States. Um, and we can put the uh, link in the show notes, can't mm. we? Um, but if, if, if anyone's got a, mi- a minute and 40 seconds to spare, it's a great things to great thing to watch yeah. but he, he basically he, he he's the president of the world bank dr jim kim and he was uh, formerly um a physician yeah um and he he put it better than i ever could when he was explaining why he thinks every leader needs a coach and and the quote was anyone can get better and if the best people in the world at what they're doing and he cited tiger woods and atul gawande are getting coaching then everyone should and just the notion that anyone can get better, including me, might be the first and maybe the most important step you take in actually being a better leader. So I think in, in other words, he's saying that coaching, it helps you become uh, a great leader, but remain a great leader. Yeah, remain uh, a great leader. Yeah. yeah um, you know, be, stay your best self, essentially. Um, that's, that's right. Yeah. Like the world's an evolving place, so... As you mentioned there, like if you think you've hit the optimum, then you've got a fixed mindset. And it's quite fatal now with a fixed mindset in the sense because the world changes so much. It'll change whether you decide to change with it or not. It just happens. And so they're just by staying, just standing still for a while and not doing anything, um, you're actually going backwards. It's it's like... Where like you go back 100 years, you're probably going backwards, but at a very finite, like at a very small rate or speed yeah. that yeah. you never notice. Yeah. But the way things progress now, um, yeah. it's just at a, at a rate that it becomes quite, you know, it becomes, yeah. it's quite, well, what's the word in my mind now? It just goes past you so quickly and continues yeah. to go. It's like watching a Grand Prix. Yeah. That, that car goes straight past and it's gone. Yeah. Now, unless you... Not to say you're going to keep up with it. A bit like me trying to keep, a bit like me, you, me trying to keep up with you. That's probably it, right? <laughs> so, but anyway, I, 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 sure you can outrun me. But, uh, I, but I mean, two. Yeah. Sorry, um, two years ago, uh, two years ago today, you know, we were a couple of weeks probably from, you know, the uh, alleged release of this virus from yep. this laboratory yep. in, in Wuhan. So. You know, the world was normal and it was still moving pretty quickly, but the pandemic has just put everything into such a, a state of flux. And you have to be, um, you have to have your wits about you, you have to be yeah. quick on your feet to kind of keep up because it's always changing, you know, and the virus is changing. So, you know, the new variants and mutations are coming out. Mm. So you think you yeah. think, oh, the you know, we've 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 nailed it with the Delta variant, and then the Omicron variant comes out, and then the government government leaders are having to think again and medical leaders are having to think again and this is having an impact in all different um echelons of the healthcare for sure yeah, yeah. and you know the leaders that are not moving quickly enough and not you know kind of keeping up to speed are the ones that are making these errors that you that you talked about mm. and um a lot of the errors are you know with the, the way they are managing their teams and so on yeah, yeah. Um, i feel like it's and like 
It's uh, as, as I often, I quite often say, is that basically a leader is is really all in the squeaky wheel. You'd like to think mm. the wheel never squeaks. Mm. It's self oiling, right? You'd love your team mm. to be self oiling, but yeah. in essence, you're oiling a squeaky wheel. You're not there pushing the wheel. You're not there pulling the wheel. You're there to have the wheel propel, and you just duck in there, make sure it's on the, it's heading in the right direction, and yeah. oil any squeaks, which is the the human challenges you may have faced yeah. up, 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 you know, developing people, getting that wheel to run as smoothly as it can yeah. in the development because you're just trying to hasten the speed. Yeah. Because the wheel, the wheel will get there yeah. even as squeaky, but just very slowly. And if, and if all your competitors got got perfectly well-oiled wheels, you'll be well, well and truly coming last, right? So yeah. you need to keep things moving. That's how I, I sort of see it is it keeping that, keeping that, just get in yeah. there, oil it and get out, and just keep it going. Make sure it's pointing in the right direction. That's a so, great analogy. Yeah. So I don't know why yeah. I thought of that now. It just popped into my head. But just, no, it's a brilliant analogy. But it's, it's, but, it's, but it's, at the end of the day, that's all you're trying to do as a leader. And, and you just, But you've got to keep developing yourself. You've got to keep going yeah. at the pace the wheel's going yeah. at. Otherwise, it's gone yeah. ahead and you're still sitting back on the corner somewhere. But, well, Exactly. And the, the one of the problems is, as you talked about, the sort of <clears throat> the human challenges. Um, and, you know, yes, the pandemic has had an effect on, you know, governments and mm. organisations and countries and healthcare and so on. But it's also having an effect on a personal level to every individual member of your team and the anxiety that it's been inducing. Um, I'll give you a very, very quick example. Uh, I was coaching a, um, a, con- a consultant orthopaedic surgeon yesterday. And he teaches medical students. So he, he has medical students in his clinic yeah. with him. He's in, he's in the States. <coughs> Excuse me. And patients are normally, um, you know, they're quite respectful of the fact that he's got medical students in. They're quite, it's almost a, a sort of reverence. Oh, you know, yeah. he's, not, he's not just a surgeon. He's also an educator. You know, yeah. He's, yeah. he's imparting his wisdom onto the next generation. And they see that almost as a bit more, more kudos, mm. if you like. And um he said he's had a, a, a spate of patients recently who've come in and like, who, who are all these people? Um, and he's like, well, you know, this is my, my nursing assistant and this is the medical student and whatever. It's, it's too many people. Can, can the medical student go out of the room? Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, look, <clears throat> and people are basically anxious. It, you know, they feel overwhelmed, more easily overwhelmed just by having more than one or two people in the room with them and and this is the kind of level of anxiety that we we're dealing with in the population um so you've got uh you've you've got to pay attention to you know what 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 would you say these people are they're the spokes of the wheel or or something like Mm. that you know if if a if a spoke breaks then the wheel can come off can't it it can be problem Um, oh actually yeah yeah you've got you you know you hit a good point there because at the end of the day that's been the challenge with with leaders at the moment is is how do you how do you connect with your team mm. in a way that you you're you that you're understanding what each one's going at going mm. with like which one's being challenged because yeah. uh, you're not seeing them quite as often yeah. um, you're sure people are getting back to work in some countries not so many in others um, but they're still you're interacting even like like electronically. Then how do you connect individually with these people? Because it probably wasn't really it was was it was done by good leaders. It's connecting yeah. because you're giving coaching. You you you're trying to help your your, your people develop and grow. But then yeah. but now you're in a position where 
it's 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 far more um, paramount that you do that because you just mm. don't know what pressure they're under, and that's a good example. Just mm. that the fact that people are just a bit anxious. Mm-hmm. At least they're saying it there because they're in yeah. hospital. They probably got more right to say it's the ones who who say they're all right when you're sort yeah. of on a on a Zoom screen or a good Webex call or something, right? But but how do you how do you know that they are all right? That's, mm, that's mm. the key, right? So it's just... Yeah. yeah. I mean, you and I have, have proved that you can um, form and develop a really good relationship, you know, a, a friendship yeah. through the internet. Yeah. You're in Singapore, I'm, I'm in the UK. So you, if, you're, if, if you're really bothered and you're really interested, you, you can develop that can do it. rapport right. yeah. with your colleague who happens to be working from home. And in, and in some ways, it's a much safer space because... You're not in an office, uh, you know, a glass, a glass doored office in the building where people can walk past and see that you're speaking with the manager and, mm. and whatever. You know, is yeah. that almost there's more confidentiality yeah, there? Yeah, there's more privacy. Um, yeah, yeah. If, yeah, if you, yeah. you know, if you're in your own home, maybe you 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 feel more comfortable to be able to speak more freely to your to your manager through the, the video it's, call. It's, it's interesting that it's it's. I was just, as you're speaking, I, I was just thinking through it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's how you ask questions. Good leaders ask good questions. And it's, mm. and it's not just saying, how, how are you feeling today, uh, Adam? Mm, mm. Oh, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> like mm. that's what'll, that'll be the natural reaction. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's be more specific. Like say, so Adam, what's your greatest challenge today? Yeah. You know, so, so what's your greatest so you're asking specific questions. Mm. So you so then you can gauge the reaction to give you yeah. that specific answer. Not yeah, I'm okay, I'm fine. Yeah. When yeah. when you're not, you know. It's, Absolutely. So it's yeah. You know what's the challenge today? What's what's going to make you happy? That like what do you think you what what you're doing is going to make you happy today? But yeah. you can gauge by the body language what a struggle is to answer it because it's very yeah. specific, and then you start to connect a bit better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess that's probably um, one thing. But the key is you, there again, you've got to learn to do these things. It's yeah. about how do I improve myself? How do I improve? Now, the good leaders ask those good questions, mm. but I guess they haven't asked so many that they've probably asked in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm sure they've asked a lot more uh, those particular type questions remotely than they've ever had to do before. Yeah. Um, it- it's it's having an interest in in your staff though, isn't it? You know, yeah. um, you know, do you do you do you really care about them? Do you are you really interested in getting to know how they're doing? Um, you know, you're very you're very busy. You know, everything that's going on in the world has just made everyone busier. And yeah. you know, there's the the business of healthcare is having to go on as it was in the background. It was busy anyway, and then you've got this extra layer of of the pandemic that you're dealing with. But you still got to you still got to take an interest in in your colleagues because, you know they'll they'll know they'll they'll pick up on it if if you're not. But in in terms of as you say the um, asking the right questions, so having having the care the caring and the interest to actually engage with them. But then when you have engaged with them, ask the right questions. And in medicine, we're always taught you know to start with open questions, mm. you know which are a bit vague, you know, but they give the patient the opportunity to to speak about what what they want so you know how you how you doing today or what can i help you with today Mm. you know but as you say with with your colleagues 
Yeah, it's kind of time sensitive, but also you do need to drill down because there are going to be plenty of those people who are, you know, what we call, especially with doctors, highly functioning. So they can be very depressed, very anxious, but they're highly functioning and they can they they know the symptoms of anxiety and depression. They know how to hide them. Yeah, and, uh, that's, you know, I can understand uh, that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's, it's really about um, getting to the to the nitty gritty, as you say. And it's and it is more easy to hide in a, on a on a WebEx call, electronic call, because mm. you're only seeing the face. I mean, sure, the face tells a lot of things, mm. but uh, in a face to face, you can read the body language of the whole person. Mm. Mm. You know, like it's, yeah, because it quite often the fact that their legs are going, their feet are going up and down, they you know, like whatever it is, they're a bit like you, you can see yeah. they're a bit on edge by yeah, the way yeah. they're sitting or something, right? Yeah. Uh, where you can't quite tell on, on a Zoom call with the background gone blue yeah. or something, you know, like it's just a bit more hard. And it's just yeah, people, yeah. people do get they they know how to put on a good face. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if they, if they want to put it on, they'll put it on. It's yeah. It's, um, but yeah, they, but anyway, that was just that all comes from that discussion about we can always improve ourselves, and that's in one way yeah. we're being challenged to improve ourselves. Mm. Sure, some may not have to improve as much as others, but uh, there's been a lot that would have to do that. Um, that 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 more more of the empathy, the more uh, focused they are on connecting yeah. with people in a real way, yeah. not not connecting like I've ticked the box of us and they're okay today. They've done yeah. that. Move on to the next person. Yeah, it's not like it's not like that. You've got to no. take the time to connect, and that you know, in your coaching there with your coaching uh, with with with, with uh, different clients, etc. You've got to take the time. It's, it's all. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you could miss the real gems. Yeah, yeah, and the real yeah. Connections. Yeah. And I think this is where there's a really good uh, the sort of uh, I don't know in uh, you know dovetailing of growth mindset and emotional intelligence. So you need to have the growth mindset to be able to say, right, I'm going to. Uh, even if you feel uncomfortable yourself as a leader, you know, push yourself out of the comfort zone. Mm. So I, I really need to speak to you know, Jim today, got to, got to yeah. find out what's going on with him. I, you know, he's, his work quality seems to be declining a bit. Yeah. He's working from home. Let's find out what's going on. But I, I've got to, you know, be willing to have an uncomfortable discussion. It's, you know, asking him how, how he is and if he's anxious or whatever, he's going to, it's going to stress me out, but I've got to do it. Yeah. You've got to have mm. that growth mindset, but you've also got to have the, um, the emotional intelligence side, you know, the empathy, the self-awareness, how are you, um, what kind of vibes are you giving off, you know, mm. emotional regulation, not kind of getting frustrated with people or, or you know, or visibly frustrated with people. Um, but there are, I mean, uh, we talked about um, an organization that I'm working with where yeah. I'm, I'm coaching um, about seven uh, medical leaders in this organization. They're based in, in the U.S., and they uh, they're all on this program called the mm. the summit program. It's a twelve month program, and they have individual one to one coaching. and And I coach, you know, some of them, seven mm. of them, and they have group coaching sessions as well. And they have um, like away days and retreats and and these sorts of things. And this organization is investing in its medical leaders. And some of them are they are already the chair of their department. Mm. They're already the you know, the chief of, of internal medicine or whatever they are. Mm, uh, Some of them don't have any formal leadership roles or titles at the moment, but they've just been, you know, kind of earmarked by the organization as future leaders. 
so they're investing in them so there are some organizations that are saying yeah you know we've weathered this storm of the pandemic but we need to prepare for the future because i mean i personally i don't think this is a this is a one-off i think you know the world's going to be battered by all sorts of things in the coming um, Mm. decade or two but one of the the things that that you and i were talking about was uh one of the away days that they had which was Mm. an improv day so they're they're based in greater chicago and Mm. um all of the the 20 and 20 physician leaders who on the program went to this improv day at this uh, kind of um, famous comedy club in Chicago. And they were led by a couple of the well-known comedians right, there. Right. And they had still a whole array of um, different exercises. And, and it was a lot of it was about how, how to use language, you know, so I'll give you a quick example. Instead of saying um, no, but, or yes, but they're kind of like, experimenting with saying no and or yes and yes. just replacing buts with and. Curriculum is important <laughs> when you're giving feedback. Never yeah. say but after a compliment. It is absolutely. the world's first thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you'd be surprised how many doctors obviously not uh, every, trained in leadership. Everyone you know, does it. We yeah. all do it. Yeah. yeah like, yes, Johnny, that was a great, that was that 90% yeah. in the exam was great. But yeah. What about the other 10%? You merely, yeah, you merely <laughs> yeah. know it's a negative. Like you're yeah, just saying absolutely. it, but what follows absolutely. is always a negative. Absolutely. Anyway, 100%. keep going. Sorry. Yeah. No. No. So the so the 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 comedians who were facilitating the session were saying to them, you know, obviously you guys are on a leadership program, you know, and uh, you know we 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 do improvisation as part of our comedy routine, um, but isn't isn't life improvisation isn't yeah. isn't leadership improvisation it certainly you know, you can, is yeah. you, you can have all the strategic knowledge and all the theoretical knowledge um and you can have been in similar situations before so you've learned experientially but sorry to use the word but mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're never going to be in the exact same situation again yeah. in in all likelihood uh, because if it's with a different person, that that different person is going to react in a different way, mm. etc. So um, you're you can use your past knowledge and your past experience, but you are going to have to improvise to an extent, you know, yeah. um, and kind of like, you know, be um, thinking on your feet and 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 so on. Um, and one of the things that they had to do was um, someone would go on the stage and they they'd had to um, had to adopt a certain pose. So they had to make themselves look like something. And then other people had to then go on the stage and do their own pose, but it it had to add to the original Mm. pose. And then the third person had to add to the other two people's pose and so on. So they were creating like a new, Mm. what a new pose that meant something that said something, you know, a theme. And, and one of my, one of my clients, uh, she said that she was, she was really torn because the the sort of nurturing side of of her as a leader um wanted to get on the stage as soon as that first person was on there and she could see they felt really exposed being on stage on their Mm. own she wanted to get up there and be that second person and so the first person wouldn't feel lonely and exposed and whatever but her own internal sense of embarrassment humiliation fear you know was stopping her from doing it so in the end she was actually the last person out of 20 of them to get on the stage because by that stage 
you know, 19 people had, had gone ahead and to her mind, they'd all embarrassed themselves. So, you know, I can embarrass myself now sort of thing, yeah, but she yeah, wasn't front of the pack. <laughs> prepared. Yeah. To, to be yeah. the, you know, the first person to, to break the mold sort of thing. So that was, that was quite an interesting discussion because she, there was a real conflict there within her that um, she wanted to help and, and be supported, but she didn't want to be exposed herself. So it's, you and I had a chat about that, a, didn't we? I can understand. It's a bit of a conundrum in a sense. Like you want yeah. to help people and sometimes as a good leader, you, you, mm. you've got to resist the fact of coming in and helping mm. them by telling them what to do or mm. doing it for them or putting other resources into it. So, I mean, sure, you've got to do that if that's what's necessary, mm. but it's, it's they're willing to do that and not allowing a bit more time to that person to grow in to into that whatever their challenge was. Mm, mm. So I guess that first person on the improv, by the time someone got up on stage, they were, they were starting to get in the groove a little bit, right? They may not mm. have still, they would have felt awkward still, but they started getting into the groove. So, yeah. And, and then the other part of that is that fear of failure. I won't get on and help them. I'll look an idiot. So yeah. It's that fear of failure. Yeah. Yeah. When, when if you needed to get on to help them, which my role was being number two, I should have got on and helped them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because at whatever point I had to get on, I should have got on. Yeah. Because I should have overcome my fear of failure. If, if, if I look an idiot, well, and I'll fail, I look an idiot, well, so be it. Yeah. So that's, so it, like it's, to me, it's a good analogy that good leaders would be, you'd think I would, I've never, I've never seen them on stage. Some mm. of the really great leaders, I've seen a few that are pretty good, mm. um, but they, they'd be okay at improv. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's that I'm okay to look a bit silly. Yeah, I'm okay yeah. to operate in a team as being part of the team. Yeah. And in this this particular case, right? Because yeah. you feed off each other. You listen, you've got to listen to what they've done and have to continue on. Some of the verbs, like some of the sentences you're saying, they're, they're going to continue on the story, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's all yeah. about listening and being part of the team. So that's what yeah. I guess they're trying to teach you. That's why I wanted to talk about. I think it's it's just a great idea. And if you want yeah. teamwork, yeah. if you want teamwork. It's a great way to do it. Let's do improv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're right. I mean, you've got to, um, a part of leadership is that you are going to be exposed. You're going to be in the spotlight. Um, things that you say and do are going to be scrutinized mm. by, by your organization and by your colleagues. It's, that's just a given. You know, let me look at, look at politicians. They're all open to criticism because they're on the world stage. Mm. Um, and if you're not, kind of prepared to put yourself out there and go out on a limb in that way yeah, maybe leadership isn't isn't for you yeah you've got to, you've, mm. you've got to be prepared to be well to be talked about and that yeah. doesn't necessarily be positive it can be quite Absolutely. often negative right you've got to be prepared um to be judged but not judge other people so yeah. i mean good leaders don't judge they assess people but they don't judge anyone none of Absolutely. us should judge anyone but when you're thrown up in a leadership position, people will be commenting, commenting about you. There's no, no question. Yeah, and if you're trying sure. to be the, the most popular leader in the world, then yeah. you'll probably struggle because, yeah. one, that would never happen. But secondly, you're doing, you, it's not what you're there for. You're there to grow yeah. people and lead people towards yeah. a vision or whatever the outcome is. Yeah. Not to be the most popular, but at the yeah. same time, not to, not to be the most unpopular. Yeah. Because the unpopular ones probably won't get there. Absolutely. Because there's not enough, there's not enough, uh, I don't know, um, 
faith or trust in that leader. Yeah. Hence yeah. the unpopularity. Yeah. yeah. And to go back to what we were talking about before, say you have that um, team member who's uh, very anxious and they're that, that spoke in the wheel that if you don't give them some attention and give them some care, the spoke's going to break. Then, you know, you need to be um, prepared to just give yourself to that person um, for that moment, you know, and it, and it may mean that you do something that's unpopular. So, you know, the company policy is nope. Then this is, I'm seeing this more and more Um, in law firms. They're, they're wanting their staff to come into the office Um, and they're really trying to move away from the working from home model. Um, And it may be that your colleague, your your teammate is Mm. anxious because, and I've seen this in the communal office, they were being bullied. Yeah, like it, but, but a at home they're reason. safe, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's so, right. so yeah. as a leader, you then have to put yourself out there and say, "I'm going to go against the company policy, and I'm going to allow you to continue to work from home, and this is going to be unpopular, and I'm going to get it in the neck from senior management, mm-hmm. but I have to do what's best for you, because if that spoke breaks, it weakens the wheel, mm. and then the wheel can can come off the the vehicle, and that's it. Yeah, Game's and over. that look, and that's that's the yeah. case, like. Um, one of my clients not that long ago asked everyone, do they want to come back? And everyone wanted to come back. A whole hundred mm. of them all mm. want to come back. I said, mm. that's a reflection of your good leadership. Because yeah. if, that le- if you weren't leading and have the right culture in that organisation, mm. I can tell you now, not everyone would have put their hand up to come back. Yeah. Now, some would have because the working, being in the home environment is a lot worse than being at work for whatever yeah. reason, right? Yeah. Others wouldn't have because home's okay and it's better than work. Yeah. Like there's yeah. all sorts of reasons. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess that's why they're talking about the, uh, a lot of people are, you know, putting their hand up saying, oh, we're going to change jobs. I guess yeah. it's, it's given them a time, taken time out to reflect. If they're not liking where they are, then they think, well, I've been away from it long enough. It's, it's easier to make a decision about yeah. going, going, leaving when I haven't been in the habit of going there every day now. Because once they get back in the habit, sometimes people don't like change, take them out of their comfort zone. could be a comfort zone of pain. You know, there's people go through relationships that are toxic, but they still go. And they're a bit bit funny about breaking that up, right? It's it's that comfort zone. So whatever ways, the fact that's all been broken gives them a chance to decide to do something. Yeah. So if there's a lot of people saying they're going, that's a reflection of the leadership. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's a reflection of the leadership yeah. in that organisation. Not saying that's 100%, but no. to a point, there's, a, there's, a, there's every chance that's what it is. So, look, mm. on that note, I, we, we've gone out over our time again, Adam. We can always, <laughs> we, we, we like a chat, put it that way. <laughs> so, we might, we, I won't say we'll get you on for return, bad again, but we might, might say we should get you back by due to popular demand. There's that one. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Yeah. Does that yeah. sound better? Yeah. We'll probably do that at some point. But look, it's always it's always a delight to chat with you, and and given uh, where the, the work you're doing, which I think it's great, great effort and great work that you're doing in helping um, some of our, me- our our medical people at the moment, or medical staff, or just to to help their lives become a bit better yeah. in the, yeah. in this current environment that seems to be <laughs> seems to be going on infinitum, but yeah. we'll get there. But so yeah. look, thanks again for being on. Soul Inspired Leadership's podcast. And with our message today, at the end of the day, is 
good leaders understand that they can always get better at the end of the day. They yeah. can, and they, they do. Yeah. Okay. So All right. I'd, I'd like to uh, thank for being on until next time. There'll probably be a next time. We'll, <laughs> we'll sign off. And thanks for everyone listening to our latest episode of Soul Inspired Leadership. Cheers, Wells. Thank you.